Welcome to the Radiant Life Podcast. I am your host, Tatiana Kuto, and I am a master mindset coach, and I'm obsessed with empowering you to live and create your best life possible. If you're looking to uplevel your mindset, life, happiness, and success, then you are in the right place. My goal with this podcast is to help you see the potential within yourself, to be able to break the limiting beliefs and habits that are holding you back, and to help you feel inspired to get clear with who you are in order to create the life you desire. Thank you so much for listening. Now let's get into today's episode. Hello, loves, and welcome to another episode on the Radiant Life Podcast. Today's episode is an epic interview with Rebecca Kiger. We talk all things money, building financial abundance, how to break limiting beliefs around you not being able to have the money that you desire. She shares her story of being in one of the most poverty cities in the world, growing up in very, very poor household and mindset and how she has been able to overcome her mindset around money, her worth, and is making all of the money that her heart desires and how she gets to help women do the same. She gives you so many tips and lessons to be able to implement right after this episode to rewire your way, your way of thinking around money, your beliefs, and how to embody the version of you that has all of which you desire. I hope you enjoy today's episode. All right. Hello, guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Radiant Life Podcast. I am lucky enough to be interviewing my friend Rebecca, where we met actually at our NLP training almost a year ago in California. And then I didn't get her funny story. I didn't get her Instagram profile information. And then the other day, a few, what are a couple months ago, weeks ago, I found you a manifestation babe story. And I was like, wait, I know her. And I was able to reach out and we were able to connect. And I'm lucky to be able to be interviewing her today. She is a master mindset and high performance coach, and she has some background in financial advising, and she's here helping women being able to let go of the things that do not serve them to create abundance in their business. And she really ties in spirituality with being a wealthy woman. And I'm so excited to dive into it. So welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. And it's funny because the universe obviously wanted us to connect again mm-hmm. <laughs> because oh, yeah. it always moves mountains for us to connect with the right people. So I think that's really cool how we got reconnected. I know me too. And it's funny how we, we chatted. I don't even remember when it was too, because we have mutual friends. It's, it's so crazy how everyone is all interconnected in some type of way. Yeah. And the personal development world is like super small when it comes down to it. So you end up running into a lot of the same people. And that was really cool that, yeah, that I saw, I'm like, Oh wait, I know her too. (laughs) I I love it. Yeah. You gotta have faith that the right people come into your lives for the right reasons. How I've had all my friends. So yeah. Well, I'm so glad we got to reconnect. So why don't we start with you introducing yourself a little bit where, where you're from right now and kind of how did you get to where you're at helping women learning to be okay with mixing and being spiritual and being able to have like wealth and abundance and money and mixing the two. And yeah, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, absolutely. So essentially I I did grow up really, really poor. And so that's kind of what makes me want to help other women, because I know that when I grew up as a, my mom was a single mom of seven children. And so we literally had (laughs) almost, Oh my God. Yeah. We were really poor. We grew up in a very depressed area. Um, actually the city that I grew up in has one, still one of the highest crime rates 
in the United States. I think it's like the fifth most dangerous city in the country. So um, grew up around like extreme poverty, really no clear path out of that. Uh, but I always knew that, you know, something was going to shift. Like I knew that I was called for something greater, had absolutely no idea, no models, no examples of how to actually make that happen. Um, but I always knew that it would. And so I held on to that faith and my career in finance started right out of high school. I became a young mom at the age of 18. And so college wasn't an option for me. I went straight to working um, in the banking industry. So I started off uh, part-time teller making pretty much minimum wage. But one of the things that, you know, really helped me to grow into where I am today was meeting mentors, right? Because I met a mentor in um, the banking world that really just took me under his wing and kind of helped me to become the person that I am today. And that was really the first uh, example for me of what it meant to create your own reality. Cause I had no idea what that looked like before. Again, coming from extreme poverty and really not knowing what it was like to have any substantial wealth in my life. Um, the other thing that I really heard a lot growing up was that, you know, all of these ideas around money being like the root of all evil and how, you know, a rich man, getting into heaven is like a camel going through the eye of a needle. I don't know if you've ever heard that before, but that's like a Bible verse. And, you know, I just remember hearing like a lot of these things growing up and how there were always people who had it worse than us. And so my mom was really wanting to mold that idea into us that there, we, it, it could be worse than it is, even though it was bad, it could be worse than it is. And so I, I understand where she was coming from with a lot of that, but for a very long time, I held on to this idea that if I were wealthy, that means that I'm somehow taking from other people. Mm. Um, and that there's this idea of like a pie in the sky and that really we only have, you know, a, a certain allotment of money. And if you have more than I have to have less, or if I have more, you have less. I remember even like just silly examples of like, if I wouldn't want to feed you know, finish my food. Like, let's say dinner, you know, I had my dinner plate and I wouldn't want to finish my food. You know, my mom would say, well, there's people in Africa who are starving. You need to eat your food. Yes. I'm like, <laughs> what does, I can't mail them my leftovers. Like when I think about it now, I'm like, you know, it, it doesn't actually make any sense. Like, why would you say that? Um, but it was to convince me to, to eat and also to recognize that we were very, um, you know, we still had it better than a lot of other people because there was food to eat. Right. Um, so for me, I held on to this idea for a very long time. And again, it wasn't until I met this mentor of mine who really helped me to uh, embody this, this wealthy version of me. So we sat down and that was the first time I ever had heard of like smart goals, um, was working with him. And this is probably about 10 years ago or so. And, you know, I'll never forget this conversation that we had. He sat down and he asked me if you could make any kind of money in the world, like, what would that look like for you? Mind you, I was probably making anywhere between like 50 or $60,000 a year at this time. And I thought that that was way more than enough. Um, I never imagined that I would even make that kind of money to date coming from extreme poverty. And so I was kind of like, I'm okay where I'm at. Like, what do you mean? You know, I'd never had anybody ask me that kind of question before. And he goes, just dream with me for a minute. Like, what would that look like for you? And so for some reason I wanted something very tangible. And I said, 
I don't know, how about a hundred thousand dollars? And I just said it. And I was like, there's no real way, like, I'm not going to make a hundred thousand. I didn't see that it was possible for me, but I just said it. And he was like, all right, like, let's get to work. Kind of one of those like mic drop moments. And I'm like, what? That's all we have to do. And he's like, yeah, <laughs> let's get to work. So, um, about nine months later, I had hit my first six figure year and wow. it was really amazing. Cause again, that was like the first real example of bringing something into my reality. I had no idea. Like it's that easy. We just set the intention and then make it happen. Um, so now, you know, well on my way to being able to be a, a seven figure entrepreneur. And that's really what brought me to wanting to help other women with this is because I think society still has a lot of these standards of, you know, wealthy women cannot be spiritual, which I'm very, very spiritual. And the one thing that I realized is that it is the money that allows for me to reach more people in my life, right? Like there's no message. I don't have a message that I can share with the world without the money. And I know that I wish it weren't that way, but that's how the world works, right? (laughs) Money is important. And when we say that it's not, um, that's also a self-fulfilling prophecy because money doesn't come into our lives if we don't make it important. And so I've really been able to just kind of, you know, mirror these these or marry these two concepts of being able to be spiritual and open up your capacity to receive from an energetic perspective with being able to, you know, receive that abundance in your life that you love, that you desire as well, so that you can impact more people. Cause that's the whole idea is, you know, we are blessed to be a blessing. Oh, I love that. You touched on so many great points. You touched on a lot of, uh, beliefs that I had grown up with, or also embodied myself, like if I have this, then I'm taking away from other people or kind of like the guilt of how can I make more than my parents? My parents were immigrants. So I did grow up with like a lack of money mentality, mindset as well. And when I became an entrepreneur, I was kind of like self-sabotaging myself from receiving money because I didn't feel like, who am I to make more money than them? Right. And all these things. So that's so crazy. So during your journey, when it came to working with that mentor and reaching these new goals, did you face a belief that maybe sticks out or stuck out the most that you had to overcome or that you realized, Oh my God, this is the core belief that was holding you back maybe for certain years. Is there anything that, um, yeah. What what was that? Yeah. Yeah. So those beliefs kind of changed and evolved as I went on. Um, but we all have these limiting beliefs. And I think that people not recognizing that limiting beliefs are a thing is a limiting belief in and of itself, right? (laughs) Because if you're not where you want to be in your life or in your business, there is something unconsciously holding you back, whether that is an unconscious, you know, a belief, baggage, negative emotions, energetic blocks, whatever that is, there's something to explore there. And I think that's the main thing is recognizing that there is something there that needs to be shifted. So, you know, for me back when I first started this journey and working with my mentor, it was the belief that it's literally not possible for someone like me. Like I didn't actually even believe that I looked at other people and I was like, yeah, it's possible for them. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know how I have. And I was so focused on like how to make it happen. And that was the core belief for me back then was it isn't even possible for someone like me, like, look where I grew up. And I was actually kind of offended when he asked me the question of how much money would be something that would be life-changing for me, because I was like, look where I came from. 
I'm already, like, I already had to overcome so much to get here. Why would you even act? Like, mm-hmm. I was so like, dude, I make more money than most people in my life, right? Because I was comparing myself to, of course, people who, you know, weren't where they wanted to be either. And I had that same thought that you had, which I'm already making more money than, you know, in, in, in a lot of cases, like my parents and most of my family and most of my circle. So why are you asking me this? Like I was almost offended. Yeah. No, I don't blame you. Yeah. Cause you, you had accomplished so much. So it kind of probably came off like you didn't. Right. So, so as you overcame that belief and started actually building wealth and hitting the six figures and realizing, okay, a person like me can have that. Did you find any other beliefs that came up or yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And those are, and, and that's the thing. I think that you know, this is a, this is a lifelong journey, right? Like, you know, this, it's not like we just take one personal development course or we go to one, you know, event and our life is changed. Now we never have to work on things again. It's, you know, becoming aware of what are those unconscious blocks? What are those beliefs? Uh, and then how do we shift them? Right. Um, so ultimately I realized that, Um, eventually as I dove way deeper into this work and actually right before I went to become a master practitioner of NLP, which is where we met, um, I realized I was having a lot of ups and downs in my business, meaning like I would make a a lot of money one month, you know, and then I would like kind of go right back down the next month and maybe just be like, why do I have this sort of roller coaster that was going on? So I knew it was possible for me to create a lot of wealth and income, but then on the other side of it, it would be like, okay, why can't I find that consistency? Mm-hmm. And what I realized is that, um, some of that unconscious baggage that I had to let go of you know, through this mental and emotional release work that we learned at master pack um, training was, you know, that, that, that was actually holding me back because I had this, um, what I call now anti-energy. So meaning when you're moving away from pain, Mm. right. When you're moving away from pain, when all of your motivation is to move away from pain, the second that you're no longer in pain, your unconscious mind like kind of shuts down and it's like, okay, we don't need to work anymore. So the way that this played out for me was that I was moving on such an unconscious level away from the extreme poverty that I had growing up that the second that I would make a lot of money and have a huge month, all my motivation would leave. And I'd be like, well, I could just take off the next couple of weeks. Like I don't really need to work that hard. I don't need to keep doing what it is that I was doing to be successful. Um, and then it would start that cycle again. (laughs) Right. And so it's this anti-energy. Um, and so instead of moving away from the pain, how can I move toward what it is that I want to create, which is more consistency, which is more impact in the world and those kinds of things. So having that, having get it, it, it's more, it's not necessarily a limiting belief, Mm -hmm. um, that piece of it, but it was more getting rid of that anti-energy that was going on on a unconscious level. That is deep. I love that. That was, (laughs) that was a great aha moment was like, instead of moving away, moving towards. So like, I mean, I didn't do my breakthrough with you uh, in the weeks I did it back in June, but tell me about your session. Did you do it in finances? Like how, what did you think of it? How did it, what shifts did you make personally? And then how did you apply what you learned in our NLP master prac, um, to your business and with your clients? 
Yeah. Yeah. So when I first did my very first breakthrough session, it was in the area of um, finances, career, business. And the reason I chose that is because that's where I'm, I'm a coach in that area. Right. And I really wanted to be able to kind of master that whole thing and let go of any baggage that was still there. I knew it was possible for me to create massive success. I've had six figure months like before that. So I knew I'd have like these huge months and then just drop back down. I'm like, so I know it's possible. I just need to figure out what it is. That's not allowing me to create that consistency. Mm-hmm. And so what came up for me during that breakthrough session was, um, essentially letting go of all of the, the fear, right. Was such a huge thing. Cause obviously in these breakthrough sessions, we're letting go of, um, the big five negative emotions, which is anger, sadness, fear, guilt, and hurt. So when I let go of the fear that essentially I couldn't do it right. Or that somehow I was still not the type of person who could create this wealth, right. Mm. Nobody in my family had ever done that. Um, so I had to let go of that fear. I had to let go of the guilt that was associated with, you know, being the most successful person in my family and in my circle as well. Because again, it's that pie in the sky that I grew up with. So I was programmed to believe that I was somehow taking from, you know, these other people by being successful, which we'll come back to in a second. And then my biggest core limiting belief, which I had no idea that I, (laughs) that I thought or believed at all was that I don't trust myself. Where that came from for me was having the volatility as a child when I was growing up, watching all of these kind of crazy traumatic events that would happen. I realized like, well, I can't trust this person. I can't trust that person. I can't trust them. I just must not be a trustworthy person myself. Like I can't trust anything that I say. And so that would be what really created those ups and downs for me in my business was I really didn't trust myself to be able to create that level of consistency. And so since then, um, things have been a lot more consistent (laughs) since I let go of all of those um, and really just bringing a lot of this into the work that I do with inside of my programs, um, inside of my group coaching containers, things like that, to be able to help women to actually recognize what are some of those unconscious blockages, right? Because there's so much that's going on behind the scenes. You know, I'm sure you talk a lot about this too, but our unconscious mind controls 95% of what we're doing on a daily basis. Like it's massive. And it's like, we see the tip of the iceberg. If you want to use that example, we think that the tip of the iceberg is really what's driving things in our lives. Um, We're wrong. That's not true. (laughs) You know, I used to believe that too. When there's this huge, huge, you know, 95%, um, this way bigger portion of the iceberg that's going on behind the scenes, that's really running the show. And until we clean that up, get rid of the things that are no longer serving us and bring in new powerful programs that are going to be able to help us create that abundance, we simply won't or we'll have those ups and down months like I used to have as well. Yeah. I love that. And if you're an entrepreneur, like resonating with the up and the down months, I, I resonate with everything you're saying. And it's so true. There's something deeper. You're, like you said, I tr- don't trust myself. Sometimes we don't understand the root belief that we have because it probably came from childhood and you're, you know, someone tells you consciously in a sentence, you're like, no, I trust myself. But when you're doing these sessions and going deep and bringing up all the baggage and trauma, and then they present that belief to you and you're like, ah, oh, damn, like maybe that is the root cause. Right. Um, 
I resonate with that. I had a, I did a breakthrough session on a client. That was the same thing. The, the trust yourself. And it's like, oh, okay, this makes sense. Now let's build a trust within yourself and reprogram yourself with thoughts that serve you and beliefs that are getting you to where you want to go. So I'm so glad that you had those shifts. And so since it's been a year since we've um, been certified in it and you've been probably into impl- implementing it into your programs, what would you say just to bring up some examples for listeners for them to become aware of like what maybe a limiting belief around money might sound like for them. What would you say are like the top beliefs you find people or your clients have around money? Yeah, that's a great question. So before I go into that, I want to say that when it came to the, the belief of I am untrustworthy or I don't trust myself, I want you guys to know, I never uttered those words before a day in my life. I mm. have never said those words. I never believed that I had that belief. And so that's how you know that there's something it's deeper. This isn't work that you just, you know, you kind of, we're not aware of these things on a conscious level. That's why we call them unconscious baggage. You know, this is something that you really need to kind of be guided through, right. By a professional, by someone who actually knows how to come up with these things and can navigate them and figure out where this is showing up in your life. Some of them might be a little bit more transparent. Um, like there's some of the most common ones, probably the number one belief that I see that is holding people back is the belief that I am unworthy, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I'm unworthy of success. I'm unworthy of, um, the things that I desire in the world. And again, a lot of times these are created from childhood. So I'll give you an example. I had one um, woman that I was working with, we were doing a breakthrough session and this came up when she was two years old. This is, we did some regression work, you know, mental and emotional release technique. We went in and we figured out that she created this belief when she was two years old, when her younger brother was born and she went back. And again, this is a process where we kind of walk you through this, right. You know what I'm talking about. Tatiana. Yeah walk someone through it. You, you know, your unconscious mind has all this information. So you may not consciously remember this stuff, but having the right modalities, you can figure this stuff out. And so we walked back and she saw a moment in her childhood when she was two years old, when her baby brother was born, she was sitting in a little rocking chair and looking and all of her family had their backs to her and they were turned and like focused on the baby. But at that moment, she just immediately felt this resentment and like, oh my God, like I must not be worthy enough for them to pay any attention. Cause I guess she was trying to get their attention to say something and they were all focused on her new baby brother. And so what's interesting about that is that it was a two-year-old that made the decision. Okay. That belief continued for the rest of her life. And she didn't realize why still to this day, she had a strained relationship with her brother. And so she, she didn't, they never got along. And so once we let go of that belief and the trauma around it, essentially, she not only was able to be able to begin to create the business that she wanted from a place of feeling worthy to receive that abundance, but she also improved the relationship with her brother, right? Because she let go of that baggage that she created as a two-year-old, right? So that's kind of the power of being able to see and do that regression work. So that's a long form answer, but one of the, that's the biggest one that I see is like, I am unworthy. Um, Another one is I am not good enough. So the way that this one will show up in your life is, you know, no matter how much you're doing in your business, no matter how much you're doing in your life, you still feel like I could be doing more. I should be doing more. This isn't enough. Or you feel like, you know, maybe you identify as like a perfectionist who doesn't want to put your work out there because it's not good enough. Right. Those are all key indicators. If you hear yourself saying, 
well, that's not good enough. Or I don't like this because it's not good enough. You know, you'll hear that in your languaging or your thoughts. And the last one is that um, I am undeserving. So I see that one a lot too. Again, might come stem from something in your childhood that had nothing to do with money, but it's still running your financial life, which is insane because we never learn this stuff, right? <laughs> yeah, you wish you we wish you would, right? And I, I do find there's a trend where women tend to feel the unworthiness or undeservingness of wealth and money compared to men. And I think that's just, you know, how our society has been, you know, men make the money, men can be multimillionaires, but women can't like, God forbid you're a woman who's wealthy. Right. And I believe our, you know, work we do and things are shifting. We can be wealthy and women and we can do good in the world, but we need to let go of these beliefs that like, we're not worthy of it because we are, um, outside of you mentioned, becoming aware of your language and how to, you know, oh, I'm not good enough or I'm not worthy. Do you have any tips for maybe beginners or anyone for them to become aware of some limiting beliefs they have around money that they may have, that they may not be able to pick up on their language? Yeah, absolutely. So the first step, again, like you said, is really just creating that awareness. So taking a look at uh, obviously our programming year. So I know you, you probably talk about this too, just mm-hmm. with the unconscious mind, but we all, um, from the time that we're born to the age of seven, those are what's called our programming years. And it's kind of like a computer, right? If you program the computer with a certain program, it's going to run on that program, whether you want it to or not, whether it's serving you or not, it doesn't really matter if you like the program, it's going to run on that program. And so that's what happens to us as children as well, is that we create, the, these programs are created by us because we don't have a critical faculty until we're about the age of eight, which is an mm-hmm. analytical mind. So we actually just pick up on these beliefs and these things that we hear from those around us, those in power, our parents, our teachers, you know, people like that in our lives. So ultimately what happens then is we adopt these as our beliefs and then we just live by these. And that's why I said, you know, a two-year-old is running her life because we, be, we adopt these beliefs and then this is our belief system for the rest of our lives. And so uh, ultimately I would start to think about what are some of the things that you heard a lot growing up about money, right? Mm-hmm. Was it stressful? I know for me, it was, you know, it was extremely stressful when anytime the topic of money came up. So naturally it's not that my mom said money equals stress, but that's what my little brain made the decision of, right? That yeah. money stress. So I didn't even unconsciously want money because I thought that that would equal stress. Right. Or again, the belief that money doesn't grow on trees, we can't afford it. You know, we don't have money for that. Um, we aren't like the wealthy, right. Mm-hmm. There's a like wealthy people are greedy, right. There's so many things that, you know, you can pick up on if you just start to think about, and I would say, take out a piece of, you know, paper and a pen and just start journaling these things out. If you can get this stuff onto paper and really look at how silly some of this stuff actually is. Right. And you might find yourself repeating this. Like I know for me as a mother, I used to repeat those things and thank God I learned this stuff, you know, early enough on that I could help to retrain my daughter's mind because (laughs) she's going to have some stuff that we got to let go of too. And we've already started in that process, but you know, because her, the first couple of years of her life were very, um, lack, you know, mentality from me that she learned. And then the later years are more abundant. So it's okay that, you know, if you're doing this, don't the big, the biggest thing is don't beat yourself up because you don't know what you don't know. And so don't, 
you know, now create guilt around this. And cause that's only going to create more baggage. It's just become aware of it and see where are you repeating? Maybe some of the things that you heard a lot growing up, um, or even from society, right. We, we pick up on a lot of these things from society. Like you said, even that women, you know, um, can't be wealthy, you know, those kinds of things. Um, so just start to see what is it that you heard, a lot growing up and how are you repeating these things? Or do you feel like even if you're not verbalizing these things, are you repeating these cycles that you heard growing up? And I think that's a really good place to start. Yeah. I love that. And like, I always say, awareness is the key to making change. So don't beat yourself up that you didn't know it until now, because now you have the opportunity to use that moving forward. And for me, um, this actually just happened because I was just home in Massachusetts, but become, I would recommend even also like just observe and listen to those around you, especially your parents. Because when I did this last, like the last week or two, um, I just realized, you know, like you said, the phrases, the beliefs that they were saying, and there was some where I was like, Oh, that's where it's coming from. Like, it's like, I knew it was coming from my parents, but to really hear them say it and just a normal conversation, I was like, wow, what else was said when I was a child. Right. And it, and it just kind of like made me giggle. And I brought awareness to them too, because like, Hey, you realize you're speaking this way, but it made me giggle. Cause I was like, okay, these aren't my beliefs. I don't need to believe them anymore. They were just put in my head unintentionally, not from a bad place, but then it kind of gives you like, at least for me, more power to be like, these aren't mine to have anymore. So fuck them. I'm going to just write new ones and create a new story. Yes. That's such a good point that you bring up. It's kind of like, I've heard this analogy used and it's almost like you know, when you were little, you had fertile soil, right? And think of the fertile soil as like your unconscious mind. So your caregivers, your parents, your loved ones, whoever took care of you, they planted, let's say, you know, tomatoes, cucumbers, and uh, squash, right? And that, that that's what they planted. They gave you these and think of those as like the beliefs. Yeah. They planted those things because that's what they knew right? It's not about pointing the finger and like blaming our parents because they only knew what they knew, right? They have their own set of programs that they're just basically trying to do the best with the information that they have. So they planted these three, you know, vegetables and essentially now they've been growing and they've been growing and they got bigger and they got bigger. And, you know, as an adult, we just think, okay, well, the only thing I have in my garden is tomatoes, cucumbers, and squash, that's all I can eat. Right. But the reality is that no, you actually get to choose as an adult. You don't like tomatoes anymore. Get them out. Right. <laughs> and actually <laughs> go ahead and remove the tomatoes and replant something else. But we don't know that that isn't widely known information. And so that's why I think that so many of us struggle with this because we just go about our whole entire lives thinking that this is the way that I need to do it because I was taught to do it this way. Meanwhile, there's a million other ways that you can accomplish things. And if you don't like tomatoes, take them out of your garden and plant something that you do. Yes. I've, I love that analogy. That is a great one. Yeah. Like your past isn't defined what, who you need to be now or your future. And you can totally rewire your mind, your, your, the way you, who you are, um, into what you want, right? You don't have to do what your past self does. So for those listening, if they're like, okay, cool. I wrote down these beliefs. I'm aware of them now outside of maybe joining a program or hiring a mentor, which I do want you to share like the programs that you have. Do you have any tips, especially for beginners on how to work on 
letting go of those beliefs after yeah. they became aware of it. Yeah. So it's interesting because I, I teach something called, um, that I call the align method and align is an acronym. So the A stands for the awareness. We have to create awareness. So we're already kind of like, you know, this, and we unconsciously do this anyway, um, being master practitioners of NLP, but (laughs) essentially we create awareness as to what's unconsciously holding us back. So that's the first step. The second step is to let it go. Right. And we'll talk about those modalities as well. Um, so what I like to do is, um, essentially, of course you and I are, you know, certified in doing mental and emotional release work, which I think is the deepest level of release that is possible. I mean, I've never had any modality that has worked to the degree that this has, but there are certainly other ones as well. So sometimes even just creating the awareness as to what's going on in your life is actually enough to shift it. If it's not like a super deeply rooted thing, you know, you can shift it by creating awareness. And I think that's really, really powerful to know. Um, the other thing is, you know, journaling, right? So having that ability to be able to journal and kind of put down on paper and look at how silly some of these beliefs are. Again, sometimes that's enough. Um, you can reframe it. So maybe taking, you know, something that you believe maybe, uh, I am not worthy, right. Or I'm not worthy of creating the life that I desire. And then reframe that to, I am worthy of any amount of abundance that I choose, right. Like kind of sitting down and really just going through a, a, a real, like a reframe process there would be good ones. Um, I like to do breath work and really just kind of tune into my higher self and allow for that release to take place. Um, There's all kinds of different release modalities that you can use. Um, But I would say that starting with that awareness and really getting clear to what that is and trying those reframes, see if that's enough, because if you can shift it that easily, then you might not need to go into some of these deeper modalities. But if you do, Just know that it's okay to enroll help and to ask for some guidance because this is deeply rooted stuff in most cases. And there's nothing wrong with you for having these beliefs. There's nothing wrong with you for not knowing how to shift this stuff. Again, it's not readily, you know, accessible information in our industry. So this is something that it's okay to ask for that help. Oh yeah. hundred percent. I mean, the top celebrities, politicians, entrepreneurs get help. They have mentors. Like you guys know, I preach investing in yourself is probably the best thing you can do to grow, evolve and level up into who you want to become. And so for those of you, cause you just mentioned, you know, if you feel like you aren't able to overcome those beliefs based on your tips, um, do you mind sharing a little bit of the work that you do in the programs and kind of like who you help or how you help in case anybody is realizing like, okay, maybe I do need some help right now. Yeah, absolutely. So I have, um, essentially I have a program that is called the money mindset mastery program. And so my whole idea behind this is, you know, remember that program that we talked about, right. That somebody else implanted onto your computer, which is your unconscious mind right now, how do we get that program off of the computer and then reprogram it with one that is more empowering. That's more abundant. That's more wealthy, right. That allows for you to become like a magnet to your desire. So we actually, have to take the old one out, which is, you know, part of that align method of letting it go, right? We've got to remove what no longer serves you in order to be able to reprogram into something that does. So inside of my money mindset mastery program, I teach that align method. So again, going back to creating the awareness as to really what is unconsciously holding you back. So in this process, we talk about you know the the money stories, all these limiting beliefs that come up, your financial thermostat. excuse me, is one of those things too. 
seeing where that is set. Then we go into the release modalities on a deeper level. So I do utilize some of the mental emotional release techniques inside of there. We let go of what is unconsciously holding you back. The I stands for identifying the highest version of you. So when we look at who is it that we actually want to be in this world, going back to that conversation with my mentor, you know, nobody had ever sat me down and said, you know, what kind of money would you want to make if you could make any kind of money that you want, right? Mm -hmm. Who is it that you would be? I think sometimes we just believe that we are a certain type of person and that that's just who we are and that we can't change anything. And so we never actually dream any bigger than that. So identifying the highest version of you is the I inside of the uh, align method. Then we talk about getting into inspired action. So the G is getting into inspired action. So I teach inside of that program how to access your intuition. We all have an intuition, right? How to deepen that connection, how to actually tangibly be able to access that so that you know the right steps to take so that you're not just moving to move, right? And then the last step is the N, which stands for normalizing and stabilizing this new level of success. So our nervous system in some cases can be very accustomed to being in a lack, stressful mentality. So I I teach my clients and students how to get out of that, normalize and stabilize so that you don't self-sabotage it, right? Because once you create a level of success, if you don't have that proper stabilization, you know, you can create that self-sabotage to where you're your unconscious mind is like, oh, no, no, we're not comfortable here, right? We got to knock you back down to where you are. I know I experienced that a lot as well. So I teach them how to do that too. Oh yeah, I've experienced that. And it's just your, you know, your unconscious, you know, in your ego, like, wait, we're not the person who has six figures or seven figures. And it's like, no, you you used to not be, but the version you're becoming is, right? I love that. And so is this program one-on-one? Is it group? Is it self-paced? Yeah. So it's actually a combination. So there is, there it's essentially an eight week intensive program. And so there's recorded modules that walk through the aligned method. And then we have a group coaching component as well to it, to make sure that, you know, we're getting the type of transformation that you came here to, to get. And so that's, that's really, um, it, I've gotten such amazing feedback and the aligned method is something that came to me. Um, it was divinely inspired. It came to me in a meditation actually. And I was, yeah, really excited wow. to deliver that because, um, I know that for me, I've been able to step into my power, access my intuition, get these divine downloads. And so teaching that to other people and actually seeing them be able to do the same is like, so cool. <laughs> it is. I, I think it's a great part of our jobs being able to help those and like watching them make the shifts and step into their true selves. Right. Yes. So yes. I'll, I'll, at the end of the episode, I'll have you share like where they can find you and links in case you guys are interested in joining and learning more. So that's what you currently have. What, what is it that you're currently, is there anything that you're working on that you're excited on or what's the next level version of you that you're working towards or anything that you'd like to share with us? Yeah. So one of the things that I'm working on right now is I have a, essentially a free, um, five-day workshop that I really, um, talk about this aligned method in more detail to really just anyone that wants to come and learn a little bit more. And so for me, that's the next thing that's up for me. Uh, and that's really, that really will allow someone to come in and see on a deeper level, what are some of these things? So if someone's interested in really exploring this aligned method and kind of seeing, okay, how is it that I'm holding myself back? And what are some of those modalities? I go into a lot there and I've been told I could charge a significant amount for that free five, you know, that five days. And I go, yeah. 
good. There's so much value there, but also being a financial advisor, I do recognize that, you know, not everyone has access to this information. So for me, this is something that I want to do and continue to have this be a free component, something that I do to just simply serve and help others. Um, that's how I feel right now in my business. I don't know if that'll ever change, but um, that's actually coming up in November. So that kicks off November 1st through the 5th and cool. get the details for that too. And, and come and just be in that energy and learn a little bit more because that really will allow for you to decide whether or not it's something that you need to do to explore this even further. So that's what I'm really excited about right now. I've got some cool things launching into the new year, but um, that's what's next on my plate. And I'm really excited about it. Ooh, that is exciting. We'll definitely put the link to sign up for that. Um, and I'm assuming it's not just for you know coaches and entrepreneurs, it's everyone, right? Absolutely. Yeah. This, this applies to every single person. I think where I see, you know, a lot of people that I tend to attract are those entrepreneurs, sales professionals, you know, people who can, who really understand that they can create their own reality, you know? Um, so if you are of that mindset then definitely come and join, um, I've just found that people who again, are in that kind of coaches, mentors, you know, uh, thought leaders, entrepreneurs, those are just a lot of the people who tend to recognize that it's possible to create anything and they have that vehicle to do that. But even if you have a side hustle or, you know, a sales job or a sales role that you, you understand that, you know, your income is not limited. Like you mm. actually are a limitless being. You are someone who can create whatever reality that you want. Um, so really all are welcome. Yeah. I love that. I love that you say like our income isn't capped and I know someone's probably listening here. I don't know. I just feel it. And they're like, well, I'm not an entrepreneur, you know, maybe like I work a salary job or I'm a teacher or whatnot. What would you say to the person who says that when it comes to building more wealth for themselves? Yeah, I would just start to explore, you know, where some of those, so whatever's coming up for you, if you do feel some resistance, um, maybe you hear some of those, you know, things coming up, just explore that without judgment, just see what is coming up for you, because that actually might be an indicator as to what's holding you back, right? That could be a limiting belief. That could be something that is holding you back by saying, no, I can't do that. I'm stuck here, right? Where else are you feeling stuck? Where else are you feeling like you're capped? Where else don't you? feel like you're truly in your power, right? Because the truth is that no matter what position that you're in right now, this does not determine your final, you know, your, your final destination period. Right. Mm -hmm. And so if you're capped at your job and you can only make, you know, you're hourly and you can only make so much, then what could you do if you wanted to create more wealth? You know, we're not in again, the lack of, of, uh, information and opportunity right now. We have so much opportunity out there. You could go and drive Uber, you know, you could start a side gig, you can start, you know, coaching people, teaching people, mentoring people. You could do so many different things. There's a million different ways that you could make extra money. And so really just getting aware to, uh, you know, the things that you're thinking about that you're saying to yourself that might actually be limiting you as you even you know, feel some of this resistance coming up and recognize that, no, actually you are a divine being, right? Even though you may not know it right now, I promise you, the more that you dive into this work, you'll understand that you truly can create your own reality. And so be very careful about the things that you're saying to yourself, because that is actually, right. What is quite literally predicting your future. So if you're saying things like, 
I can't do it. It's not possible for me. Just like me. I used to say that. And guess what? That was a self-fulfilling prophecy, which ended up happening. It wasn't until I shifted and actually began to become curious. What if I were the type of person who could create a hundred thousand dollars a year back then when I was, whatever it was, you know, 25, something like that. Um, it wasn't until I started asking myself, what would it take and who would I need to become that it actually became a reality. If I would have kept those same beliefs that I can't do it because my income is capped, I would not be where I am right now. Oh yeah. I love that. You're right. You, you can have side hustles. You, there's we, we live in the internet age. We can make money doing so many things. I love that. And so for those listening who, you know, okay, they're aware of their beliefs, they're working through it and they want to continue to build this relationship with money and really attract all of this financial abundance. Can you share either something that you did or something you, you teach on, you know, building that healthy relationship, but also like any spiritual practices. Cause I know you mix in a lot of like spirituality with being wealthy, um, either that you've experienced or that you share or both that you, the, the listeners could learn from. Yeah. I think that the biggest thing from a spiritual perspective is a lot of the people, um, who essentially resonate with my message. They understand that we, we are, this isn't a creation um, that we're doing alone in terms of creating our own reality. This is a co-creation process. I very much so believe in a higher power, um, whether you want to call that God, whether you want to call that your higher self source energy, whatever it is, the universe, it doesn't really matter. I believe that we are co-creating. So that's kind of where the spirituality piece comes in, right? Um, because there is a deeper purpose that you're here on this earth to fulfill, right? And so you came here for a specific reason. And a lot of times that's going to be a key indicator as to what you, what you're called to be doing in this world. Right. Um, so if you can even go back to some of the things that you really love to do as a child, right. What are some of those things that just light you up that you feel like, well, I can't do that anymore because I don't have the time or I'm a mom or I'm, you know, I'm this, I'm not, I have, I can't do those things, right. I don't have time to do the things that light me up, really start to explore. Well, what if I we're able to incorporate those things back into my life, right? How would that improve, right? And ultimately, the closer that we can get to our soul's alignment on this earth, the more abundance that's going to be unlocked. I know that it seems scary. I know that it might seem counterintuitive, but that's the truth. You know, when you're spending, I spent 15 years in the corporate world where I'm crying on my home, my way home from work, right? Although I was making money, and I was, you know, I was essentially attracting money. I was completely miserable, right? So being able to step into who it is that I'm called to be and do what it is that I was called to do, that's what really not only unlocks the abundance, because guys, money is uh, a form of abundance, but it's not the only form of abundance, right? Do you want to ex attract experiences, love, positive emotions, things like that are all abundant as well. And so now my life is much more well-rounded as it relates to abundance. I create abundance in all areas of my life. And so it's very much more fulfilled. So I would say that really start exploring what is it that you're actually being called to do? We all have this mm. into we all have a soul, right? And so what is it that you're being called to do? What is that kind of nag? Maybe that pull that you feel that you're being called to step in this direction that's maybe a little scary to you. Start to explore what that might look like because the reality is the closer that you step into that, 
you're actually building rapport with your higher self. You're building rapport with your unconscious mind. And I believe that if the universe is going to lead you down a certain direction, it's not going to lead you there so that you can fail. <laughs> oh yeah. Right? Yeah. Like if you have the desires in your heart, I always believe like it's meant for you and now it's your choice to go get it or not. Absolutely. So back to some of the practices that you were asking about, you know, I would say that taking some time to slow down and the the meditation piece is huge because the reality is like, if you're spending a lot of time in prayer, or maybe you're asking and you're like wondering why it is that you can't, you know, your prayers are never answered. You can't manifest things or whatever the case may be. As a society, we do a really good job of like being incessantly asking for things. And we're like, please, God, you know, please make this happen in my life. Please, 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 please. Uh, But then, you know, God or the universe will try to show you a a sign that will point you in the direction of what it is that you are asking for. And you've never slowed down enough to actually hear it. Mm -hmm. Like if you just slow down, just slow down, just freaking slow down, right? Like just take a moment to meditate. Maybe while you're driving, you know, spend some time in the shower. You know, those are some times where we end up accessing the unconscious mind of oh, yeah. our unconscious mind has a direct connection with our higher selves. So we tend to get these, you know, intuitive hits or downloads when we slow down, you don't need to be doing a million things all of the time in order to get this inspired action. We think that maybe we're going to pray for something and somehow it's going to fall onto our lap. That's not how it happens. And if we're expecting that to happen, we're going to be sorely disappointed that it doesn't. What's going to end up more likely happening is we're going to ask for something, you know, we kind of tell the universe what it is that we want to create, and then we're going to be guided to take a certain action step toward that. And sometimes we have to take the first step in order for the universe to show the next step because it wants us to step out in that faith. Oh yeah. It's like making that decision, that commitment. And once you make that choice, life unfolds, whether that's making a move or ending a relationship or quitting your job or investing in a mentor. Like I've done all of those. And every time you make that decision and commitment opportunities or things just flow your way. Um, but I love the slowing down piece. What are some other, what are your top like success habits that you do on a daily basis that you feel help you show up as your highest self? Yeah. So definitely spending some time in the morning, setting the stage for the day. Right. And, um, even having some sort of gratitude practice, maybe it's through journaling, meditating and gratitude. You know, I listen to like binaural beats. I have those on a lot of times that's helping me to access a different, um, wavelength in my brain to where I'm now spending some time either in gratitude, um, visualizing things like that. So I really uh, encourage you to have a strong morning routine, whatever that looks like for you. Mm-hmm. Um, because your unconscious mind is most susceptible in the first 20 minutes of the day. So spending some time there. Um, I also do a lot of protecting my energy. And so I do a lot of cord cutting um, using, you know, Ho'oponopono a lot. Uh, I know you're familiar with that. Yes. My clients know what that is. They love it too. (laughs) So cord cutting every single day. I do not want anyone else's energy, you know, attached to me, kind of latching onto me. So that process will help a lot. Even if you just look up, you know, Dr. Matt James, Ho'oponopono on um, YouTube. YouTube, there's a yep. seven one of it. You could do that. Um, I do it typically within like 60 seconds. Now I know, you know, just be able to do that. So um, clearing your energy is going to be really important. So you don't have those attachments um, cleansing your space. So I, I do a lot of cleansing practices as well. Um, you know, and just being very intentional about those things. And sometimes we can move 
you know, energies, obviously even with our, the power of our mind. And so if you feel like, you know, maybe your house is like draining you, let's say like, you just feel like drained or stuck, just pay attention to how you're feeling in your life. If you're feeling drained or you're feeling stuck or you're feeling not inspired or you're feeling unmotivated, you know, there's a lot going on behind the scenes, right? We talked about the unconscious mind, but there's, you know, energies and things that are, that could be happening in your life as well. So just really getting kind of aware to that and then setting the intention that, you know, you're powerful enough to just literally, you know, speak those things out of, of your home, right. And your office and your space. So just being mindful of that. Um, I like to change things around. I study feng shui, you know, things like that. So, you know, in my house, I'm always like changing things, moving things, um, you know, moving the energy in my home because money is just essentially energy. Mm -hmm. Those are some of the main practices that I use. And then definitely, definitely just connecting with other like minds. I have a very strong support system. Um, and so, really being able to just be, feel seen and supported and see, and, you know, and see and support other like minds as well. Uh, you know, we cannot create the life that we were sent here to create on our own. Nobody is self-made in my opinion. We all need other people, um, to be able to do that. And so just embrace that and don't feel like you need to do it all on your own. I love that. I love that. And I I just had a thought or a question pop up in my head. So what would you say to the person who knows they need to make a change, wants to join a program or hire a coach, whether it's us or someone else, and they want to invest yet they're fearful and they're like, I can't afford it. Or like, I'm not worth the money or, you know, all these thoughts that come up. Like there's honestly, money is one of the main excuses. People don't do coaching or what they want to do. Right. Um, what would you say, especially as you're working with money, to those people who it's like, they want to make a change yet. They can't find it in them to actually invest in themselves. Yeah. It's a great question. Most people make decisions from the person that they are today. Most people make decisions from this paradigm that they're in today. Um, The reality is that the fastest way to quantum leap in your life is to make decisions from the place of that highest version of you. So that's why that, you know, the, the step three in the align method is so important. Identify the highest version of you. What kind of life is she living or he or she living? You know, what kind of reality do they have? What kind of money are they making? What are they doing in the world? Right. And when you can really embody that version of you and start to sit down and see, okay, what are the qualities? Like I have a process that I teach. It's called the embody you method, like the big you, right. Mm-hmm. Cause it's the big you and the little you, and you want to make decisions from the big you because that's going to be the fastest way. So would the big you invest in this program? Would the version of you who already has their goals make this decision? If they would make that decision, because now you're telling the universe that you're stepping into that. And again, you need to sometimes make that first step in order for the universe to show up. So an example, how this played out for me was I just joined a container. I spent the most amount of money on a consistent basis that I've ever invested in myself inside of this program. And my higher self led me here. So guys recognize that if your higher self is leading you somewhere, it's not going to fall you, you know, flat on your face, right? Like that's insane to think that the creator of all things is going to guide you to something. And then the second that you take the step, it's going to be like, oh, forget about you, you know, like, no, that doesn't even make sense. So know that if you're being led somewhere, 
that the universe is going to show up, but sometimes it needs to see that you're serious about this next level and you got to take the first step. Yeah. I love that. You're right. Everyone, they make decisions based on who you are or who you've been and like, who am I to do this? Well, no, the version of you who's living your reality, like she is worthy of being invested in. And if money is really the case, you got to do some budgeting. Like, (laughs) yeah, like just stop going to Starbucks, stop going out for drinks and start investing in yourself because it's how I'm, it's how I got here. It's how you got there. We got to where you're at. Right. And when you can value money and see the worth within yourself to invest, like magic happens. I love that. Um, two questions kind of in one here that I love to ask, uh, what advice would you give to your younger self now knowing all that you know and what's been like the one key life lesson you've learned along the way hmm. oh my younger self i just get like nostalgia thinking about it i i really just oh, i wish i could have been there to share with her but you know what i also don't because i know that i was meant to go through everything that i went through um, in order to get here but i would just tell her um, just to hold on you know, just to hold on that your current location is absolutely not your final destination. And if you could just hold on and just keep going that the beauty that is on the other side of that, you you can't even imagine, you can't even imagine what's possible for you. If you just keep going and just literally listen to your guidance, you know, you always know what's right. Every one of us has an intuition. Every one of us has a soul. You always know how many times have you made a decision against your gut and then you regretted it later, right? Like, you know, we all have an intuition. We all know, and it looks different for everyone. Sometimes it's an inner knowing. Sometimes it's a gut feeling. Sometimes it's, you know, an emotional scent, like whatever it is for you, you know what that looks like. And so follow that. The faster that you can follow that, the faster you're going to get on your soul's path, the faster you're going to unlock the abundance. So just hold on and follow your intuition. Sometimes it's just like a GPS, right? If you were to plug in your destination, you have to take the first step Mm -hmm. before the GPS is going to tell you what the next step is. You're not going to know the full path. You got to take the first step first. And I promise you that there's so much beauty. You are so much more powerful than you ever recognize in your entire life. And you can't even fathom what is available for you. If you just let go of the desire to need to control the entire process and know the entire path before you get started, just get started. So that's my biggest advice to my younger self. And then of course, to every single person um, that's listening today. And the biggest lesson um, that I learned a lot along the way, you said, yeah, So I think, I mean, there's been so many different lessons, but I think for me that the biggest one is that, you know, you are the best investment that you can make period. There is something called an energetic exchange that takes place when you decide you're the kind of person who's willing to invest in yourself. I remember that first time, you know, investing and spending money on something myself that that shifted me, that changed me when I became the type of person who felt like I could put myself first. And we, as women tend to not put ourselves first, that says something about you. Okay. Because money is just energy. And so listen, guys, if you're doing all of the free things, that's okay. Cause I, 
I listen to a lot of free stuff too. I'm always on podcasts. I'm always on audible, which, you know, necessary, isn't necessarily free, but it's cheap. Right. Um, I do a lot of the free seminars and things, but people don't tend to value what they don't pay for. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, when you invest in yourself, you're going to take yourself seriously. You're going to take that program seriously. You're going to go and dive in like you've never dove in, you know, dove in before. And so be the type of person who feels as though you're worthy enough, because I promise you that's what unlocks so much more because of that energetic exchange and make decisions from that higher place. Because if you can do that, you're going to shave years, years off of whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish. I promise you that. Yeah, me too. I attest to all of that. And I love everything you said. Well, thank you. Is there anything that you feel called to share um, wrapping this up to those listening, anything else, uh, you want to say? Yeah, just that it's possible for you. You know, if it's possible for one person, it's possible for the next period. And I remember not having that belief. And I remember listening to other people and just seeing like, I don't know what they're doing. Right. And I don't know what I need to do, do, do. And it was always about like, what do I need to do? The biggest question that I would be asking if I were you is who is it that I need to be? right? It's not about the doing guys. You don't have to do more in your life. Guess what? You're already worthy because you were born. I mean, that's just the reality of it. You were created in the image of a divine, you know, uh, God, right. A perfect God. And so you already have this innate and worthiness that nobody can take from you. So guess what? You don't have to prove that you're worthy in order to be able to receive abundance. You can just receive abundance because you're worthy. And so just know that there's nothing else that you need to do. If it's possible for one person, it's possible for you. And just hold on to that belief that you are worthy no matter what. Nobody can take that from you. Yes. I love it. You're worthy because you are. And the fact that you're alive right now, like I forget the number of the chances of you being alive or being born. It's a big, I mean, little chance. So you are worthy. You're meant to be here. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of your wisdom and tips where can those listening find you? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I hang out most on Instagram. So my name is Rebecca underscore Kiger, and I'm sure you can, um, link that up because my first name is spelled a little differently. Um, and so that's where I hang out the most. I love, love, love connecting with other like minds. So if you are someone, I do answer all of my DMS. I try to at least, um, and you know, I'll get back to them in a decent amount of time. So it's not always right away, but I do respond to all of my DMS. So, you know, somebody wants to connect, if somebody wants to be a part of the workshop, if somebody wants to just get to know, you know, each other a little bit more and, you know, just be in each other's energy, uh, just definitely, connect with me on Instagram. And I would love, love, love to connect with you also. Yes. I'll put all of her links below. You have a podcast too. Cause we were, we just did an interview before this one. Where, where can they find you on the podcast? Yeah. So actually the link is in my um, Instagram bio oh. as well. So it's called the elevate you with Rebecca podcast. And we talk about all of the things that we dove into today, elevating your energy, your mindset and your wealth consciousness, because I believe that you're worthy of doing all of that. Yes. I'll put all of those links for you as well as the free workshop below. Well, thank you so much for being on and sharing all your wisdom. Appreciate it. And for those listening, thank you for listening and we'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye. 
Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with me and write an Apple iTunes review so I can keep the good stuff coming your way. If you aren't following me already, you can find me on Instagram at Tatiana underscore Kuto. I appreciate you so much and cannot wait to see you in the next episode. In the meantime, continue to shine bright and embrace your radiance.